0: My name is Leah, or you can call me, uh, uh, Leah. Uh, I am eight years old. And I love about Miss Nikki because we play a lot of music and we do a lot of collaborating. So when we collaborate and do music, uh, I love it it's because when there's groups and doing other things that we do, that makes it like sweet and lovely for her job. What
1: about Miss Nikki's class? We get to play instruments and dance. Did you know students with access to arts education are five times less likely to drop out of school? They are also four times more likely to be recognized for academic achievement and three times more likely to pursue a bachelor's degree. Welcome back to another episode of Arts Across NC. I'm your host, Kaisha Jennings. What do Arts Together and Dream Center for Arts Education have in common? Besides being amazing, safe spaces where young people can thrive, the two arts organizations are committed to serving disadvantaged communities. The gap in wealth and access to resources makes it challenging, if not impossible, for members of underserved communities to navigate pandemics and economic downturns in ways that keep them physically, emotionally, and mentally healthy. While it's super important to address their basic needs like food, shelter, and healthcare, Access to the arts can benefit communities in surprising ways. Located in Raleigh, Arts Together is the only nonprofit in the city of Raleigh with year-round arts education programs that encompass visual art, dance, music, and drama in an integrated format for toddlers through adults. Established in 1997, Dreams of Wilmington is a youth development organization that is dedicated to creating a culture of confidence for youth and teens through equitable access to arts education, supported by the values of respect, family, and community. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to Nikki Turner, a dance instructor and preschool teacher at Arts Together, and Liz Wells, program director at Dream Center for Arts Education.
2: I grew up in um, Halifax Court, which was um, Raleigh House and Authority community. I I always wanted to dance ever since I could probably talk. As soon as I started walking, I was dancing. You know, it was nothing to, on a Saturday, especially when it was warm for me to get my little radio, my little boombox. First, it was a little tape set, a little tape that... And I would put my little tapes in there, put it on the porch and like make all my friends come to my house in my front yard so I could um create them a dance routine is what I would tell. Um and then as I got a little bit older, I had my boom box and I would sit out on the porch. Everybody knew it was time to go to Nikki house because we haven't she has routine, I'm put on this whole big show. And so I always wanted to be a dancer. And so my mom, she was struggling to get me classes, to find classes that were affordable, and so she had found one place that I was going to each Saturday in um South Raleigh, Southeast Raleigh, but she wanted me, she could see that I really wanted to dance as much as possible. Um And so she came home and she said, I found out, you know, they have this, there's this program that's going to be at the community center and they're going to do dance and art and drama. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'm working. She's like, I already signed you up. So, she signs me up, and you know I go there, and I'm immediately, you know, it doesn't take. I've never met a stranger. It doesn't take me long to like, you know, know if you're my people or not. And I went into that that community center, and I was like, wow, these are my people. And so they would come once a week, and me and my me and my sisters, my siblings, we would get to take dance, and we would get to take music, um, we would get to do a little bit of drama, and um, it was it was amazing. And so, and that was ours together.
1: Inspired by her own childhood experiences throughout the pandemic, Nikki worked closely with Raleigh Housing Authority and Wake County community and schools to provide a new program, Youth Sway. The project is designed to engage youth from underserved communities in artistic pursuits that might not otherwise be available to them. The goal is to encourage individual and group expression through visual and creative art forms.
2: When I started doing RJ, I realized how much showing up means. To a community who may feel like they're forgotten about or not seen. There were days when I, I did question, okay, is what I'm, what am I doing? Is, is what I'm doing here making a difference? And then, you know, after a couple of times, it felt like I was just like, you know, trying to plow and plow and, and I couldn't get in. And, um, how much just showing up meant to these kids who look like me. And it, you know, for them, for me to finally show up and see them, you know, yeah, Miss Nick is here, you know, or a smile or to hear the people who work with them every day say they've been asking, when are you coming back? And, you know, so it, it just showing up meant a lot to them in a way that's different when I, than when I come and teach in the building. Even if they aren't showing it, I, I know that they, me being there meant something to
1: them. Mm-hmm. As the urbanization of downtown Raleigh continues, real estate agencies and prospective companies are stripping down old buildings to build new houses and businesses. Heritage Park was originally constructed in the mid-1970s, making the development almost 50 years old. According to the Raleigh Housing Authority's website, based on the conditions of the current site and increasing costs of repairs needed, RHA has selected Heritage Park as a prime spot for redevelopment. Although Raleigh Housing Authority has shared that they intend to provide space for both children and community activities as they rebuild, Nikki reflected on Arts Together losing Heritage as a site and discussed the importance of community.
2: The second thing that has happened while teaching Sway was me being reminded of the village that's needed and that we're we're, we're losing two of the sites, one of the sites. My elementary school guidance counselor works at Heritage. Mm. And I remember walking in and seeing her face and being blown away, like I was almost in tears, like a person who encouraged me as a child that I could do what I wanted to do and be what I wanted to be. Is she still doing that now? And now I'm doing that. And so it showed, you know, the, the circle, the circle of life and how... And I mean, I share that with the the children at Heritage that, you know, this person like poured into me, encouraged me. I, you know, I was lifted up by her. And and so now I'm here. And so, you know, I said, one of you is going to, and one of you going to do the same thing. I'm like, I'm like yeah, one of you's going to do the same thing. And so, um, you know, that was just very powerful to see her and see that she's still doing it. And, you know, and she shared with me how much it meant for her to see me. And she remembered I love dance. She's like, oh gosh, you should love dance. I'm like, Yes. Um, you know, and she's also friends with another teacher who did the same for me, which was beautiful.
1: There is no doubt that Nikki is making an impact. As we heard in the beginning of the episode, her students speak so highly of her. The same is true of Arts Together's director. OK, my name is Cheryl Lynn Napier, and I'm the executive director of Arts Together. Nikki's a fireball. Um, She is definitely full of energy. She is passionate um, and committed to making a difference um, in the lives of everybody that she connects with. One of the things I love about her is that she is unapologetically engaged in the community. She's an advocate for equity and justice and just shows up as her true self every day for work. Like most arts organizations, the pandemic presented a fair share of obstacles. There was so much unknown during the first few months.
2: The biggest struggle um, for me, as a as a teaching artist, and you know, I teach in the preschool and I teach in the afternoons. The biggest struggle for me was what my students were feeling and how how do I keep that connection? The connection that we have because there was no formal goodbye or mm. okay we're leaving today and you know no one would happen and I remember the day they left getting home realizing that I might not see them for a while and then it turned into I'm not going to see them for several months and so that was the hardest thing for me as a teacher um, was how do I keep them connected how do I keep the connection that we have as teacher and student how do I keep them connected to arts together? You know, how do I make sure that we, you know, we're in the forefront of their minds and think about a place that's safe, a place that they can depend
1: on. During the pandemic, Dream Center for the Arts program director Liz Wells was considering the same questions as Nikki. I got to speak with her towards the end of February. The first thing I was really interested in was painting a visual picture of what life is like now for our present and future audiences. I asked Liz to describe her surroundings.
0: So I'm actually... Um, in my office here at the center um, where we offer all our programming or most of our programming. I'm looking out the window of a cloudy, warm spring day, and I am thankful to have a space where I can take my mask off for a minute because we do, we're actually requiring still um, N95 masks only at Dreams, and those are worn by everybody, which I'm sure you can imagine, can be difficult at times to enforce. But actually, everyone does a pretty good job. Yeah, so I'm calling from headquarters, and we'll have students here in the building soon.
1: Quite similar to Nikki, Liz was invested in dreams prior to becoming an employee. And like Nikki, she returned to the arts organization that was most special to her.
0: I returned to Wilmington largely due to family, but part of, um and the pandemic, you know, it just I think everyone can relate to taking a minute of pause and reflecting and reviewing and, and just thinking about where you're at and where you want to be. Um, and I think the pandemic definitely changed a lot of those answers for me personally. And so my partner and I, we made a decision to come. My sister had actually just had a baby and I wanted to be around for that for sure. And one of the things that was like ringing true to me the whole time was like, well, I've had this experience out of state and like the only place that I keep thinking about is dreams. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I just kept thinking, like, if I go back to Wilmington, if this is the plan, then I'm going to do everything I can to be there because that's where I want to be. A lot of the conversations I've been having um, when I was getting my master's in nonprofit management and thinking about how arts and nonprofits work. So I felt kind of excited at that possibility to come back. And I was so on fire for arts education that, I really wanted to be the person that was helping to provide that to the kids that would be in the same shoes as me, right? Like growing up in Wilmington or in New Hanover County. So all of those things kind of combined, you know, um, have me where I'm sitting right now.
1: Pre-pandemic, Dreams provided free of charge arts programming to more than 600 young people in their families each year. As stated on their website, they offered more than 40 classes per week at six different sites in the Wilmington area. As expected, the pandemic drastically reduced their numbers.
0: We definitely have our pre-pandemic numbers and our post-pandemic numbers, right? So a year-ish, we're serving around, right now, about 200-ish students, whereas pre-pandemic, we were reaching around more like 600. Um, and that's because we've seen a really reduced class size. We've seen a lot of um, off-site opportunities where we teach classes fall through due to one reason or another people didn't feel safe There was one student you know like all these contributing factors uh, events not happening you know us not having events in-house where we would invite people in so all these things contribute to that larger number and so this more 200 number is definitely because of people that we're serving here and a little bit out mainly as far as numbers go that's like just our overall impact is a little lower, um, but it's still quality.
1: The pandemic led people to use digital spaces to stay connected, learn, and interact. However, understanding the needs of their youth, Dreams opted out of using Zoom or any synchronous video technology.
0: We didn't do Zoom. Everyone was doing it. Everyone, you know, the kids, And the students and the parents and everybody, you know, the teachers, everybody were just zoomed out. I think every, you know, (laughs) I think people can relate to that. And so we wanted to think about wouldn't it be nice if I had this series of videos that my student can watch on the weekend? My student can watch in the morning while we're getting, you know, like we wanted it to be an asset that these families could have and utilize at any time. You know, getting families the supplies they needed to participate, but then all of a sudden, you know, let me bring in my four-year-old brother. Grandma, do you want to do this painting with me? You know, so there's also this opportunity to engage with the videos in a different way that Zoom didn't offer.
1: The experiences of Nikki Liz and their respective arts organizations reveal that it's important to take practical approaches when engaging traditionally underserved populations. Arts Together and Dream Center for the Arts are genuinely committed to their communities. If you are in need of a summer camp program and live in the Raleigh or Wilmington area, check out Arts Together at artstogether.org and Dream Center for the Arts at givetodreams.org. I'm your host, Kaisha Jennings. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Arts Across NC, a podcast by and about the North Carolina Arts Council. Our special projects coordinator, Sam Gerwick has been holding us down for the past couple of months with audio production. And the original music you've been hearing is by local hip hop producer, Millie Vaughn. Make sure to visit us at ncrx.org podcast and follow us on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss our next episode. If you haven't yet, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. See you next time. Hey y'all, before we head out, I have an important grant reminder I'm excited to share. LEED scholarship grant applications are open. The deadline to apply is May 2nd. Are you an arts administrator new to the field of arts accessibility? Have you been proactively developing inclusive arts programs and experiences for artists and audiences with disabilities in their communities? If you answered yes to either of those questions, you should apply for a LEED scholarship grant. The program provides funding for the following, Scholarships to attend the Kennedy Center for Performing Arts LEAD Conference, which will be hosted in Raleigh. Participation in a statewide arts accessibility learning cohort hosted by us, the North Carolina Arts Council, in collaboration with Arts Access. And a $2,500 technical assistance grant. This can be used for travel and per diem at the LEAD Conference and to support staff time dedicated to the learning cohort. Head over to ncrs.org for more information or check out the link in the episode description.